You are listening to the podcast from Mosaic Church. Stay tuned afterward for more info about how to get and stay connected with our church family. Now, let's dive into this week's message. Hey, everybody. We're back together. How about that? What? Uh, it's amazing. So great to be with you. Yes. And everybody, of course, online as well. Welcome once more to Mosaic Church. Uh, I got a few greetings I'll do in just a second uh, and some thank yous and all that. But first, let's get into our scripture reading today. It's going to be from Psalm 147. It is Psalm 147. It's going to be on the screen. You can follow along there or, of course, in your Bible. Here we go. Psalm 147. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise Him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with grateful harp. Make music to our God on the, on the harp. Sing with grateful praise. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Extol the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion. He strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest of wheat. He sends his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He spreads the snow like wool, scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down his hail like pebbles. Who can withstand his icy blast? He sends his word and melts them. He stirs up his breezes and the waters flow. He has revealed his word to Jacob, his laws, and decrees to Israel. He has done this for no other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All God's people said, amen. Yeah. Glad you're here with us today. And again, can you believe it? Many of us are back in the same room together. And I can't tell you how excited I am to see some of your faces. Some of you for the first time in a long time. Maybe even some of you, this is your first time here ever in our facility. I'll talk about that in a second. But I was so excited about being here today. I actually thought about wearing some kind of t-shirt. But so have some kind of message just to communicate what was in my heart, to talk about how excited I was. And so I went through a whole bunch of options, and, you know, I'm going to sort of journey my progress here to, for you. At first, I was going to get something like this, maybe do some kind of like Bible humor t-shirt, like Moses, first person to download data to a tablet from the cloud, right? Get it? Thank you, James. Appreciate that. I got the one laugh. God bless you. Or this one. I thought about this shirt. Need an ark? I know a guy. I thought, oh gosh, no, those are, those are way too far grown, right? On the dad joke side, we don't like the dad jokes here. So I thought about a different direction, maybe something, you know, something more for the kids these days. So, but like this, or if you can't read it, it says, Jesus supped with his apostles. Well, King James translation, Jesus says, sup. Disciples say, sup, what's up? What's up? I thought, no, no, it's too irreverent, right? People are going to get a little bit out of shape about that. I can't wear that. So I thought, no, I'll just go straight down the middle with this one, like hashtag blessed. 
and I don't seem a little religious. Maybe that doesn't seem too much like me. So I gave up. I decided to stick with my own stuff, doggone it. I went to my closet and I remembered that I had this shirt that my friend Wendell gave me. This is what I'm wearing today. It says, if you can't see it, God is dope. Yeah, so that means he's really, really amazing for all you adults out there in need of translation somehow. So I saw it and then I thought about this passage I was going to be sharing with you today. And I thought that is the one I'm going to wear that because that shirt is just a fancy way of putting what we already read. Psalm 147.1, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's good, it's fitting, it's pleasant to praise him. So I hope that (laughs) answers the burning question you've had for the last five minutes, like what is on his shirt? Uh, But also as well, for those of you just joining us today, I hope that intrigues you a little bit as to what we're going to do and talk about. Because as you've heard, if you didn't know, we're in this series called A Prayer For, where we're looking at what the Psalms in the Hebrew Scriptures teach us about prayer. Like we've said, the Psalms just don't tell us what to pray We really love them because they show us how to pray, how to connect our emotions, our experiences, our our thoughts, our bodies, even to God. And so these prayer songs in Psalms, in this series, show us how to pray in concentric circles. That's sort of what we're learning how to do. Pray for ourselves, then for our families today, for our, our faith community, then for our neighborhoods next week, then for our city. And for our nation. But, 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 before I get into the teaching today, I want to kind of try to do something a little different. Hope I can do that. It's sort of a special day. I want to do something a little different and sort of live out the teaching a bit. Because the Psalms, this Psalm as we're going to see, is all about how the faith community of the one true God praises him because he's amazing. And so uh, I want to do that today. I want to talk about some reasons we can actually give thanks, give praise to God and praise the Lord. And so I want to talk to you for, for a few moments here about seven things, seven ways that I've seen that God has blessed us, seven ways that God has taken care of us and done stuff for us from my vantage point. Maybe you've seen some of these, maybe you haven't. But from Morgan's perspective for the next few moments, I want to talk about and try to answer this question. What has God done for the Mosaic community in the last six months? Sort of a modern day translation of Psalm 147. Here we go. Seven reasons. I hope you can uh, be excited about these. Number one, here's what he's done. If you didn't know, he has more than doubled our reach. More than doubled our reach over the last six months. If we were about 1,500 people a week or so in the building last time you were here, we're now roughly that double that every week. Around 3,000-ish people watching every week that have gone online with us as well. And by the way, when you're watching those, those online numbers in the top corner, they don't really mean what you think they mean. All right, so just ignore those and, and of course, keep watching. But uh, here's what this means. This means we have, sure, a number of people around the country, even a few of you around the world, and we're so glad that you're here with us and have found us. But most of all, what it means is that there are a whole lot more people here in our backyard, in the Austin area, who have begun to track with us, and a whole lot more, specifically, extended family and friends of people here who have been at Mosaic. Now parents, children, aunts, uncles, grandparents, friends, all that week in, week out are here with us, though they've never been in our facility before. Number one, God has more than doubled our reach. I think for that we ought to give thanks. Number two, number two, at the same time, he's also expanded our community. And here's what I mean. 
What's really cool about that first one, the, the doubling of our reach, is that we've had a whole bunch of people, and maybe this is you today, though you've never been in the facility before, you found us online, you've gone through our membership process, become a member here at Mosaic, you've gotten involved with our community at some level, and this never would have happened if we had not gone online. We've had dozens and dozens of people join a community group with people they have never even physically laid eyes on. I think that's you. You are amazing and super courageous. So thank you. We've done mobile baptisms. You've seen Pastor Brett, sort of the mobile baptism pastor all over the city, baptizing folks. Some of you have done this as well. In creeks, in lakes, in backyard swimming pools, in bathtubs, horse troughs, and yes, a few here at our facility. And probably my favorite story of how God has expanded our community is about a college student a couple of months ago who was convinced to watch by a friend of hers who's a student with Every Nation Campus at UT. Uh, the student was, was asked to watch was not a Christian, struggling deeply with her own core identity, uh, was convinced that God was not uh, uh, something for her, that church was not a place for people like her, but was convinced to watch our service one Sunday. And when it was over, she turned it off and right there in her own apartment had an encounter with the living presence presence of Jesus Christ, and it's changed her, uh, all because we have gone online. I love that, don't you? Uh, yeah, see, God has expanded our community. Number three, number three. Also, he has, I love this, deepened our faith, and, and here's what I mean. Almost every single week, uh, our grow classes have been full or are almost full from biblical foundations, great class, to one on mission perspective, the gospel and diversity, naturally supernatural. Our current one on race, justice, discipleship, grow has been a big source of connection for so many people here. We take, you should know, the Christian scripture seriously, Bible literacy seriously, and these classes are a great place to begin. We're doing online amazing things with M Kids every week as well. Our our team there has done such a great job. We have now three different age-specific curriculums, video packages and ministry moments and worship for your children. Uh, he has deepened our faith and the faith of our children. If you're not uh, signed up for that, you can do that online. Nim kids. Number four, he has opened. I'm going to spend some time on this one. God has opened doors into our city. Here's what I mean. Of course, when COVID first hit, there was no way, you know this, no way to predict what was going to happen to the members of our church. Remember that moment, right? A little scary, a little worrisome. What's going to happen to our people? What's going to happen to people that we love in, in our city? So right away, we opened a distribution center and a care team to be able to handle any needs that arose. Now, thankfully, it has not been nearly as catastrophic as, as it could have been, uh, maybe as some people said it would have been, but we're still glad we had 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 that giving to care for all the opportunities that have come up. Right away, when we opened that distribution center, more than 120 of you signed up right away that you didn't even know what you were signing up to do, but you did it at our distribution center, led faithfully week in and week out by Pastor Brett. We've collected an incredible amount of food we have been able to give away to people in need, as well as to be able to give away to local food banks. And through that care team, we've done grocery store runs, cut people's lawns, taken care of people's houses, been on the phone with and prayed for a whole lot of people, many of whom do not go or have attended Mosaic Church. 
And through your extraordinary giving to our COVID care fund when we first got that out, we have not only been able to pay the bills of a whole lot of people in our city who lost jobs or weren't able to pay for things otherwise, but we've been able to give into our city, so into local nonprofits and ministries, including, you know this name, some of you, Casa Marianella, that are a large scale, again, a local nonprofit who was last year the recipient of our Live Big campaign. We were also to help fund a number of national and international Christian ministries and churches due to the COVID-19 lockdowns in their nation. They were disproportionately affected because they didn't have the ability to do online giving. And so we were able to step in and help close the gap for them. We've started a couple of local hospitals, a bunch of nurses, doctors doing care packages, bringing meals, doing special treats and cards for those who've been on the front line fighting COVID in our city. I think we're scheduled to do like our our third run this coming week. Collected school supplies for Live Oak Elementary, Deer Park Middle School, then a back-to-school breakfast for teachers. And on our back-to-school Sunday weekend, collected a whole bunch of funds for that weekend food program we've done here for years. Out of our police forum, we developed an ongoing positive relationship with the Cedar Park police chief who has opened the door for us, this church, to serve him and his department in a key area. Mosaic Street Ministry has more than doubled the amount of people that they serve. If it was roughly 50 people on a weekend before, now it's 100 folks every weekend. Showers, meals, clothes, care, prayer right here in our parking lot. And for this, we give thanks. God has opened doors for us in our city. Number five, yeah, number five. God has provided for us financially, financially. Like every church, like every pastor I've talked to, many of you who are business leaders, you run your own business, when that pandemic really hit in March and stuff started shutting down like a, like a thing of dominoes, you know, it was sort of like, it sort of felt like it was like Y2K all over again. For those of you who are Gen Z, don't know what that is, just ask your mom and your dad. They'll tell you. The point is, we just didn't know what it was going to be like when we woke up the next day. So I want to tell you something from the bottom of my heart. I want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to those in this room. Not only have you continued to support the ministry of this church, our giving has actually gone up to date over where we were at this point last year. It's been incredible. You have enabled us to do all the things that you just heard of out in the community, in the city, in the world. And what that also means, your continued faithfulness and your generosity, means we have been also been able to continue all the support we have always done for many years, including our, our orphanage in Mexico, something called the Vallejo Project, the church plants, the underground churches that we partner with and fund financially. So I feel today a little bit like the Apostle Paul writing that letter to those people in Philippi to single them out and to thank them for their giving and for their generosity. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. And because of that, number six, here's something specifically we've been able additionally to do and to thank God for. Number six. That God has allowed us to upgrade our facility. Yeah, most specifically, if you're watching today, you're a beneficiary of it. We're able to lay out, purchase, install this high quality, amazing live stream system. Some of you are looking around at right now. Build this video booth here, sound, equipment, all that stuff. And while you were gone, we repainted just about every room into place, fixed a bunch of stuff that was broken. We've kind of been putting off, sort of like some of you are doing in your home today, right now. And finally, I'm going to spend some time on this one. Number seven, he has sharpened 
our ministries. Sharpen our ministries, and here's what I mean. Our prayer ministry here has gone to another level. Every single Friday for six months, when it was a dark time and many dark moments, we gathered to pray on that prayer call from noon to one. Many of you were on that and joined that and prayed with that to pray for healing for bodies, pray for protection for frontline responders, for hope in the face of pain, for righteousness to prevail over injustice, for jobs for those who lost them, for comfort for those here at our church who, yes, lost family and friends and loved ones to COVID-19 and many other things as well but we have prayed and we have prayed and prayed and now that meeting is now on the first Friday of every month at noon from noon to one our summer women's bible study men's night early mornings men's discipleship calls they were meaningful moments of sharpening and deepening so thank you for participating in those our worship production teams they've gone on another level I mean how amazing did that team sound today especially I mean if you were in a room you heard it like I couldn't even believe they could get any better but somehow they did I I think that's the grace of God. For months and months, they would gather on a weekend to record those worship sets. No one in the room, man, no chairs, just a bunch of cords and cables and cameras worshiping God. It was all real and committed to worshiping and honoring God. And that presence filled this place. I think I hope filled your room or your bedroom or your house, wherever you were watching. And out of that came even that, what I thought was a, to use a Christian word, super anointed music video for the song, Beautiful Body of Christ. That's our first song ever available for streaming and downloading wherever you get your music. Yeah, our counseling ministry, and by the way, you should know we have some amazing in-house counselors here, a team here. For those of us who are struggling right now with anxiety, Racial trauma, this thing's very real. But our counseling ministry has pivoted, helped a whole bunch of people with telehealth appointments. For months, we've been producing a lot of social media content online, and so many of you have stepped up and you contributed to making something. For Mondays are for motivation. Tuesdays are for talking, that podcast. A lot of you listening to that. Thank you for that. Wednesdays are for wellness. Thursdays are for thinking. And Fridays are for, come on, faith. Yeah, two, two of you saw that one anyway. All right, man, I'm just kidding. No, it was great. So we have scaled a lot of that back now that we're beginning to regather. But here's my point. In unfamiliar territory, so many of you in this church, you stepped up into the gap to create something and provide something that would keep our people connected and encouraged. So thank you. Our campus ministry has figured out how to still meet students on campus. Student ministries here, they've done a great job facilitating relationships among our teens when they literally had nowhere else to go and help point them to God and to their community in a moment culturally, nationally, globally, which they had no context for. On top of all of that, we've discovered talent from people we didn't know had talent to contribute. When we first went online, we had a, a bunch of guys in this church lugging their own cameras around week in and week out until we could get our system installed. Our deacon team has been amazing. They have stood tall and been faithful and incredible. Our staff has been flexible, innovative, pivoted on a dime, been other-centered, thinking about you through all of this, though they didn't know what was coming next week. So... So on behalf of our elder team here, who has been amazing through all of this too, I just want to say on behalf of our elder team and myself, thank you. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to our staff. Thank you to the people of Mosaic. Thank you to God. Psalm 147, praise the Lord for all of this. And I think we can give God a hand clap for all of that. So, yeah. In case you missed it, in case you were asleep for six months, that's what we've been up to. So now, all right few moments I got left. This is the second half 
First half, halftime. Now second half, second half here. Out of this psalm right here, just real quick, I want to, in case you're new here, just joining us, I want to affirm and really reaffirm who we are at Mosaic and then at the end point us to how we can pray one way in specific for our faith community. All right, here we are. We, Mosaic Church, are a people who exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ in a multi-generational, multi-ethnic context through the core values of worship, community, and mission. And those three words at the end, worship, community, mission, I want to focus on briefly in turn right now. Here we go, verse one. Look at what right away this psalm, we're going to unpack it for a bit, this psalm calls the faith community of those who follow the one true God to do. Psalm 147.1. We did it earlier. Praise the Lord. Psalm 147 begins like how we begin every service here by calling the people of God to worship. Literally, that phrase in Hebrew, you may know this, is hallelujah. Hallel, which means to praise, which means to glory in. It means to boast in. Boast in, it says Yah, short for Yahweh, the Jewish name, the love name for God. Hallelujah, it says, praise the Lord. In other words, this is showing us, number one, the Christian community is called to worship. It's what we're doing here, called to worship. Why? Here it is in verse two. How good it is to sing praises to our God. Some of you felt that a moment ago, right? How pleasant and fitting to praise him. What's that mean it fits? All right, let me give you, should I give you an example? Someone named Michael Musto, he's a, he's a writer, was a writer for the Village Voice. That was a, a pop culture celebrity uh, publication in New York for many years. He wrote a column about the legendary Fashion Week. Some of you may follow that, most of you probably don't. But Fashion Week takes place every year in New York. And here is what he described Fashion Week as. It's a little snarky, so be ready for it. He said, quote, Fashion Week is the period of ritualized yearning in which people jockey for visibility while hoping that nearness to a runway will purge them from that nagging feeling of soullessness. And blood bless. Yes, that's right. You're like, well, that's a little snarky. Yeah, that is. You're like, well, he's kind of calling out fashionistas. Yeah, but, but you'll also notice, I think, here's why I like this. What he's doing, what he's saying, he's also applying to himself. Because you'll notice he doesn't say their nagging feeling of soullessness. He says that nagging feeling of soullessness, as in he has it too, as in everybody has that. What's he doing? He's getting down, I think, into the heart of you and me and every person who uses something at some level, at some point, to escape that feeling of meaninglessness or soullessness. We may not want to admit it. It may take us years to come face to face to it, usually through some kind of a breakdown. But everybody uses something. Michael Musto says they're using a runway. They're using a runway uh, with lights and sound. He's saying some people use access to power, access to some kind of glory to boast in, to fill that internal chasm. Psalm 47 calls us off all of our internal runways and into the presence of the living God. Why? Because it's fitting. It fits you best. It's what you were made for. You weren't made for a runway. You weren't made to boast or glory in something else. Praising God fits us in a way no clothing can. It's lovely. It's right. It looks good on us. It looks good on you today, church, by the way. So first, the Christian community is called to worship. Secondly, what else are we called to do? It's called, the Christian community is called to 
Well, <laughs> to community. Yeah, to community. Look at verse 2. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. And maybe some of you feel like that today. Like, man, I was an exile. I was scattered, but now I'm back. Yeah, this is saying all oh, the people who've been scattered by war, by oppression, difficulty of some kind, by their own sin, their family's sin. This is saying, as worship happens, now they're being brought back together. And as worship is offered, community is formed. So out of worship to the one true God, the exiles, they come home, they become a people. And now, 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 look at this implication. Verse 3, this is saying, in the worshiping community, healing can be found. Do you love this verse? He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Love that. This past week, one of our, you may have heard this, our, one of our, our pastors was home one night. He was building some kitchen cabinets when two of his fingers got caught in his router. Oh. And the term he used to describe him to me when he called me from the, we talked, we talked to him in the hospital was this word. He used the word mangled. Yeah, not good. I'd show you a picture, except you might never come back. Anyway, there was, if the wounds weren't cleaned, the prospect of surgery or worse. And so very graciously, a nurse from our church came over and painstakingly pulled out all the little threads from the bandage that was on there. She cleaned the wound, she rebounded up, and now, thankfully, things are looking up for Pastor Brett Milliken's fingers. And he said, I could share his name with you. you What did she have to do? She had to get up close. She had to enter into that moment, enter into the difficulty, slow down, do what it took to clean and bind up that wound. It wasn't easy. It took some time. When someone named John Wesley, you may know the name, the founder of the, the Methodist church, when John Wesley, 18th century, he looked out his, at his culture and at his society in England. He saw a world filled with massive economic inequality, poverty, a hugely uneducated society, slavery, alcohol abuse, orphans all over the place. The list goes on. Do you know what he called all of it? Wesley looked out and he called it all of it, this phrase. I love this. He said he called it a complicated wickedness. A complicated wickedness. Meaning if you tried to pull on the thread of poverty, you find yourself pulling on education. You find yourself pulling on corporate greed. You find yourself pulling on maybe a weak family system or a weak individual morality. See, one issue, he's saying, one wound in the world never existed in isolation. Wickedness always was, it always is complicated. Wounds in the world are complicated. And sometimes healing takes time. Oh, but I want you to know that something else, something else I believe that is also complicated and complex, but in a glorious way. It is the complicated goodness of Christian community. The complicated goodness of Christian community. Goodness in community is gloriously complicated. Some would say messy, right? It's interwoven. It's thick. You get involved in people's lives and stuff and classes and groups and stuff you didn't have before. You maybe, maybe you get hope in places you didn't know you could have it. Oh, but you, you got to be involved, though, to get it. And, and over the last six months, six months, maybe like you, I have been heartbroken more times than I can count. I thought it was possible. The wickedness pain in our world. It's been so complicated. But you know what else has been complicated? As you heard a few moments ago, the complicated goodness of this congregation, the people of Mosaic Church. So many of you have come near to me and others and helped bind up wounds that you've seen. So thank you for that. 
Because the Christian community is called to do that, to create community. And finally, number three, finally, the Christian community is called, as we are, to mission. To mission. You say, where is that? A little more implicit. We're going to try to show you. Look near the end of the psalm, last two verses. It says, he has revealed his word to Jacob, his laws and decrees to Israel. He's done this for who? No other nation. They do not know his laws. This is saying that implicit in all the things that God had done for the Jewish people was what this verse celebrates and then says, praise the Lord again, to celebrate that they were God's chosen people. But chosen to do what, you're going to ask? Well, not chosen to act any old way they wanted to. No, the people of Israel were called by God to be chosen by God to be a missionary people, to be a light to the Gentiles, a light to the surrounding nations. And through living out, it says, his laws of love, they would now be a missionary community to the world. In other words, the psalmist saying, as they worshiped, community would be formed. And now as they love one another in community, the other nations, the other surrounding peoples would see how much they cared for one another, how they treated one another, and now others looking into that community would ask the question, why? Why do you do this? And second, how can you live like this? How can you live like this? Oh, oh, oh. But if, if you know the story, you know that Israel actually couldn't do this. They couldn't live up to this. They tried. They failed. They tried. And they failed. They really couldn't worship. They couldn't really live in community or be a missional community to the world. And you ask, well, that's sort of discouraging now at the end of the sermon. Like, if they couldn't, then how can we? I'm going to tell you, I believe we can because we, we have something they didn't. Actually, it's not just a something. Come on. It's a someone. Yeah. We have someone, the one who has come into our world and then sprung up out of the Jewish people, the one who truly is the light to the nations, the light of the world, the one who's only truly praised the Lord his God, the one who's come near to the broken hearts of humanity, became a man of sorrows. He himself was scourged and wounded to bind up our wounds. See, only the Christian faith tells you that God himself, through the person of Jesus of Nazareth, has borne wounds himself, experienced pain, and he lived literally died of a broken heart and he did this so that all who would receive him would become and have the right to become a child of God part of the community of faith and now 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 no matter what happens this year that year the years to come no matter what we can they can live on mission for the sake of God for the sake of others that's who we are church that's who we are that's who we have been and by the grace of God, that's who we will continue to be. So I'd like to close the day now by giving you one, I think, is a kind of fun, maybe meaningful way to apply all of this in a way to pray. It's by encouraging you to participate. Hope you're ready for this. And one special thing that's coming up this week, this week that celebrates all of what you heard today, is something really cool. We're calling it Prayer meets art, all right? Prayer meets art. It's happening this Saturday, this Saturday coming up, October 3, from 9 to noon right here in our facility at Mosaic and as a body, local body of Christ. We're going to be doing two things at once. First, boldly praying for our faith community, for one another and for our, our neighborhoods. 
in small groups, by the way, I want to add that, while also creating a beautiful mural you're going to see. It's going to be in our lobby to mark this time, this moment in our church and in our lives. Because not only does this month mark our first time regathering since March, this month also marks the 25th anniversary of the planning of this church. And I think that's something to celebrate. That's something that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so to celebrate both, yeah, praise the Lord, celebrate both, we're going to invite you to participate in Two things at once. Number one, a guided prayer walk through our facility. Maybe you've never been here before. Now's your moment. Masks on, of course, in small groups as you register. I'll get to that. And by number two, chipping in on our interactive yet physically distanced mural designed by some of Mosaic's own very, very talented artists. Now, think, think paint by numbers meets photo opportunity. It's going to be pretty cool. You'll need to register for your time slot online on our events page or in our app. It's online as well. So we're limiting the amount of people, of course, who can come through here at once, making sure everything is clean between parties that come. So come on, come paint, come celebrate, come pray as we raise our hallelujah, as we praise the Lord. Yeah, you can say amen to that. Let me pray for you. And then Pastor Corey is going to come up and dismiss us. God, we just we do come to you. All these songs we've sung today over and over, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, Lord I, my hope and heart is that we see today how much we have to give thanks for, for one another, for what you're doing. Your word, doesn't your word say that all the things that happen in the world, Lord, you're just, all your enemies one day or become a footstool for your feet. They're just a platform for you to do something great in the world. I pray our hope, our hearts would take hope and be encouraged by that today. All these things we say, praise the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for listening. For more info about how to get and stay connected to Mosaic Church, please visit us online at www.mosaicchurchaustin.com or download our app from your app store.